Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog radio program, the really real deal and that's a real deal velvet voice there the late great nat king cole old tannenbaum and uh and that's you know old christmas tree for uh, those who uh, may not know but anyway folks we have talk about the really real deal now okay and talk about the big dog <laughs> my good friend is on the line with us larry pratt and larry is a uh, true Patriot, as I was saying earlier, a true Christian, a man that doesn't just talk the talk, he walks the walk. Larry is the president of Gun Owners of America. And also, and I know in years past, he's been on the board and, and vice president of a, of a cancer research group. And uh, so Larry is doing all kinds of things. Uh, he is one of the uh, elder statesmen uh, of this great nation. And uh, when Larry speaks, People listen, okay? And so my good friend, uh, Larry, thank you so much for taking time to join us again. It's uh, it's always a pleasure and an honor to have you uh, speak to our audience. Oh, Brother Craig, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure and my honor. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we're having a, a, a great uh, Christmas here with a, a president in the White House uh, that uh, really gets it. And as, as I was just sharing with a a caller prior to you coming on, a lot of folks would not have expected that their expectation of Donald Trump was so low. And, uh, you know, apparently, uh, Larry, these people didn't read their Bibles and how God used a man called a man named Paul. Uh, God used a man named David. It, you know, we could go on and on and on how God uses the, the quote unquote what we in our humanity would call imperfect men. It does it all the time, I'm happy to report. I can give personal testimony to that. The um, thing that didn't really get much media attention, it wasn't deliberately kept as a private secret uh, development, but uh, apparently Trump and uh, a pastor, Robert Jeffress, who uh, is a Dallas megachurch pastor, pastor yeah we've had him as a guest here before uh dr jeffers well he uh, as you probably know already then is the one that uh was at a meeting of evangelicals mm -hmm. with uh now president trump during the campaign and i think it was at that meeting that he made a profession of faith mm -hmm. and it was jeffers that has followed up with the president, now the president, uh, on pretty much a weekly basis, 
uh, often I'm sure by phone, mm-hmm. um, so that uh, he's not left without some uh, mature Christian guidance. And I think that is just Amen one of the most that. In- incredible developments that a, a guy that wasn't um, headed that way when he announced his candidacy, mm-hmm. and uh, I wasn't aware of this when I voted for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was essentially voting for the not Hillary <laughs> candidate. <laughs> <laughs> And I realized that I got a lot more than I bargained for. Amen. And aren't we better for it? Oh, my. I have no buyer's regret. This is one of the votes that uh, I can say that about. Not too many that I can. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, so far, this guy, and I think what uh, probably uh, not only individual policies that I'm glad he's pursuing, Mm -hmm. but the fact that um, he fights. Yes. And, uh, yes. He, he, somebody comes up and pokes him. Oh, whammo! He's and, coming back. <laughs> and, and you know, Larry, we still. And again, I don't. You know, I'm not beating up on my Christian friends because you know people who are longtime listeners to this program they know that we put Christian faith first. Okay, when I talk about the the seven C's of success, the first C is Christian faith, and then everything else. You know, the conservatism, the capitalism, the constitutionalism. Uh, all of that follows from and could not exist without Christian faith. But we as Christians, aren't we supposed to sharpen one another, my friend, like steel on steel? That's exactly uh, uh, what the Scripture does tell us. And in a healthy church environment, that right. should be happening a lot. And um, I, I think... Uh, well, from what I heard, uh, the uh, Jeffress is no uh, shrinking violet. When he yes. uh, started, I guess, really when he presented the gospel to the to the candidate Trump, mm-hmm. uh, he began by saying, "Well, sir, your problem is uh, that you're arrogant and boastful." Oof! Wow! <laughs> strong, strong letter to follow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, but I'm to so the glad. Credit, he took it. He yeah, listened. That I mean, this is the thing. I'm so glad you're sharing that because now I I knew some of that, but I not I did not know all of that. Nor did I know that there was weekly follow up. I'm glad I, because I was wondering, and I've even said so out loud here behind this microphone. Where are Donald Trump's spiritual advisors that were there in the campaign? Where, where are they? And and I guess it's good that, um, like you said, it's, it's kind of kept quietly. And uh, But I don't know. You think it's a good thing that it's kept quietly, or should that be well, uh, publicized there, a little more? When he talked to Jeffers about it, I'm told, uh, the decision was that I don't want to trade on my new faith. Oh, okay. Uh, and so... Hopefully, people are going to be able to see it in the fruit of what's happened. Um, I, I certainly think that one of the clearest signs to me that uh, something seemed to have changed was that his somewhat notorious potty mouth, uh, mm. frankly, I hadn't, when I think back, around the time of, of August a year ago, when mm-hmm. this meeting occurred, uh, is Probably the last time I've heard a direct quote of him using some unsuitable language. Wow. And I think, uh, 
in my own case, when I became a Christian, that was the easy part. That was the easiest thing to work <laughs> on. And, and so I was able to clean up my speech rather quickly. Uh-huh. And I thought, well, that, maybe that's exactly what's happening here then. Oh, so, uh, bless his soul. And, and God bless Dr. Jeffress uh, as well because, you know, and that, that takes boldness. And even biblically, you will find that the prophet had to, had to give the tough truth to the king. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and Dr. Uh, Jefferson didn't is fulfilling always listen. That. Sometimes the prophet had to get out of Dodge pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, you know, and also, and as I was about to say earlier to my Christian friends that uh, say, well, he should stop uh, tweeting, he should stop this, he shouldn't poke, he shouldn't poke the Arab bear uh, by doing all this with Jerusalem, leave well enough alone. And I've literally, and it's been shocking, Larry, that I've literally heard so-called alleged Republicans, and I and I will not take that back. These are alleged Republicans. When we've been promising that we were going to recognize the obvious, that Jerusalem actually is the capital of Israel. It's not the capital because Donald Trump says so. It's been the capital for thousands of years. And, and you they, know, they're it, still— I mean, it just occurred to me, but when Germany was a divided country and the communists ruled part of it and the capital city, Berlin, was behind enemy lines, uh-huh. we flew airplanes to break a blockade. We recognized that that was the capital of Germany, had been right. for a long time, mm. and we said, yeah, we're we're on to that. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to Israel, mm. uh, it, somehow that, uh, a lot of people want to treat it differently, and I, I don't have any theological special place for Israel. I just think it's the one sane country in a crazy neighborhood. It it suits us very well uh, to partner with them whenever we can, and if uh, recognizing them diplomatically can be done, let's do it indeed. I'm so glad that the president took this initiative. Yeah, and I'm so glad you pointed out the connection to what was done in the past in the case of Germany, and uh, you know, Angela Merkel uh, seemed to have forgotten that. Okay, and and uh, and the the ambassador, the Germany's ambassador to the United Nations, they seem to have forgotten that. Okay, because we all of our friends who we protect these people uh, in the United Nations. You know, what was the count? I think what Poland abstained, and who else abstained? Uh, there were a number of countries that did. Uh, from what I could tell in the vote. Uh, but were... our close friends voted uh, against us, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I hope they get a smaller check from our foreign aid uh, <laughs> mach- check-writing machine. Yeah, uh, and we're President still defending. And, and you know what? That would, be, uh, that would give us the funds probably right there to uh, build the wall on our southern border. Right, right. And why are our troops still in Germany? Yeah. Uh, to protect them against the communists, they elected one. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. See, they don't realize, Larry, when I talk about the coalition of evil, and I'm talking about the Democrat Party leadership. Now, if you're out there listening and you're a Democrat, I'm not talking about you, Ma and Pa Democrat, okay? Just like when I beat up on the Republicans, I'm not talking about you, 
Ma and Pa Republican. We're talking about those that drive the agenda, not those that consume the right. agenda. So yeah, these exactly. these people are in a core. They are literally, Larry, just like you and I, my friend, are in the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition. We are natural shipmates. If the if the ship of freedom goes down, all of us we we all go down. Okay, and we all come under communism and and, and world and, and one world government. But similarly, Larry, don't our opponents have a coalition, a natural coalition? They vote in a block together. They support each other's causes. When the Communist um, Party organized an event uh, up, up on the mall in Washington, I, I went to the uh, Glenn Beck event uh, several years ago, and about six weeks later there was a counter event that was literally organized by the Communist Party. And you had all these, um, you know, you had these Antifa, these uh, Black Lives Matter, you had the Democrats, you had the trade unionists, you had the, the pro-abort uh, crowd. You had all the usual suspects in a coalition, but whereas uh, 30, 40 years ago, the communists would have been there, but they would have been underground. Now, the communists actually filled out the paperwork and put their name on it. So yeah. they cannot deny when I say there is a coalition of evil, and it is the communists, the socialists, the fascists, the democrats, the atheists, the the Muslim fundamentalists, you know those that believe it's it's okay to kill, lie, uh, lie to uh, Christians, kill Christians, uh, tax Christians, you know, rape Christians. They, their holy book says it's okay to do that. Particularly Takira, holy deception. Well, they shouldn't be surprised then when they learn that uh, the Bible, the holy book says it's okay to fight back. Amen. Amen. I just love Nehemiah, you know, and another thing, you know, the establishment Republicans and a lot of my Christian friends, they say, oh, well, why you have to fight? Why not be positive and, and build up and just leave these other people alone and the people will be able to tell the difference and they'll come back and vote for us. But Nehemiah, that, that particular prophet, he said what? You have a, a tool for building in one hand, a tool for fighting in the other. While, while the wall was being built, they literally were under attack, and they had to learn how to do both things. Exactly right. And uh, it would seem to me that uh, the circumstances, the particulars may uh, have changed over the years, but that same basic nature of the threat uh, is still there. And for us to think that we can lay down our sword and, uh, only have our trowel available, mm, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> no, not according to the book of Nehemiah, my friend. And, uh, nope. Listen, how much time you have, brother, because I need to take a quick, quick break. Uh, can you hold over? I'd love to uh, you know, I'll get your thoughts. I'll be here when you get back. Oh, oh, okay, yes, great, great. Well, if you're just joining us, folks, we have my very good friend Larry Pratt. Larry is president of Gun Owners of America. And uh, we're going to take our, uh, our quarter of the hour break, and we will be right back. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig.
Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Oh, Christmas tree, Oh, Christmas tree, here in green dress delights us. Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, here in green dress delights us. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. You do Your friend in the neighborhood, Hatchet Man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here as we listen to another version of that smooth, velvety voice of the late, great Nat King Cole. And uh, we have uh, still on the line, if you're just joining us, my good friend. It's such an honor to, uh, to be able to call this great American a friend. Uh, not only is Larry... Uh, the executive director emeritus of Gun, Owns, Gun Owners of America. Uh, as I was telling you earlier before he came on, that he's also vice chairman of the American Institute for Cancer Research. And uh, Larry's also a former uh, member of the House of Delegates. And Larry, what was it? Was it Fairfax you were elected yes, to? Uh, it was a uh, multi-member district that uh, no longer exists. But at the time, it was... Uh, five individuals that represented the southern half of Fairfax County. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a very large district, say the least. Yes. And one, um, But it had the advantage that conservatives figured out that if they just voted for one uh, mm-hmm. and didn't vote in effect against the, the candidate they really wanted, if they just voted for one, uh, that candidate just might get elected and that's mm-hmm. what happened i ran twice and the second time i got elected and there were a, a, a number of voters who figured out that they didn't want to vote against themselves they wanted at least one conservative coming from northern virginia mm-hmm. and that's how i got in yeah yeah and you know larry this is this is you know and you and i we've had this conversation off air before about the grand new party and uh pulling together uh, a way to uh, sort of define who is who within the Republican Party during the primaries and so that we get a good, strong candidate. And, uh, you know, I think one of the things, and that's going to be a a push for uh, our organization, the First Amendment, Inc., this year, in addition to school choice, universal 100 percent 
unapologetic school choice uh, done at the constitutional level. But uh, I think to, 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 to eliminate the, the, the possibility in the future of that ever happening again, all we need is uh, to change the way we elect that if someone does not get 50% plus one, then there's a runoff election. And so if you, if you have five guys, three of them get wiped out. And, I mean, what's wrong with that? Well, it uh, I don't think it uh, led to any serious problems that I'm aware of. The courts didn't like it, but that's almost an argument for retaining it. Uh, <laughs> the courts are so perverse and get so many things wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you, uh, you always seem to hit the nail on the head, Larry. <laughs> how's your radio program going, by the way? You're on how, you're on how many stations now? I honestly don't know. It's a couple dozen at least around the country mm-hmm. that carry the Gun Owners News Hour. Right. And uh, we're very grateful for them doing that. Uh, they've got to uh, either run it uh, on their own tab or preferably uh, find advertisers uh, to fill the space available. Right, uh, right. During we, the program. Yeah, we have a very hard time getting advertisers here and i i don't know that I, I think it's you're right it's not easy but then when and it seems when you have christian content and um divisive rhetoric as i do you know i mean I, you know i'm i'm the hatchet man i'm not the charmin man okay that's that's <laughs> mr whipple okay i cannot be squeezably soft <laughs> no no I so i mean that. it is what it is and uh so you know we've been um over the over the years, we've had a few um, uh, dedicated donors, and uh, you, I remember very well, Larry. Uh, this this great man, folks. Uh, there was a time when I didn't even ask for a donation. I was just telling this man what we were doing, and he voluntarily whipped his checkbook out and had quite a few zeros on it. I never forgot that, Larry. Well, I'm glad I was in a position to support. A work that I really, really appreciate. Yeah, uh, your voice has uh, done a lot to bring uh, truth and reason to so many people. So uh, it was a real uh, privilege to be able to do it. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, and it's a privilege to have you on. And uh, man, I've got to get back on your program sometime soon. It's uh, it's, it's probably been what a year or two. Well, we'll uh, look at the schedule and see if we can't work that out. Yes, yeah. Sir. Yeah, so now how's the family and the grandchildren and all? Just doing fine. Thank you very much. Uh, everybody's well. And uh, uh, right now we're uh, looking at uh, 25 grandchildren. Wow, uh, I have a long way to catch you, brother. Well, you got time. That's all yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, I, I have that's five. That's entirely in your hands. So You're right, you're right. If my son would just find a wife and get started, you know, my daughter's rocking and rolling. <laughs> good, good. Well, that's wonderful. That's it is. Blessing. It, that is a blessing. You know, 25, wow, you're a blessed man. Your cup truly runneth over. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Um, uh, I can tell you how much it runs over every Christmas time because uh, it empties out my bank account. <laughs> I understand that, my friend. Yes, yes, yes. So, well, anyway, it's it's been it's been great having you, brother. And um, you know, let folks know uh, how they can get a hold of you, and uh, you know, yes, what what the mission uh, a little bit about the the uh, gun owners of America. 
Well, we lobby the Congress, and our work is primarily carried out by our members who send off email that we provide to them so that uh, the Congress knows what gun owners and uh, their voters uh, are interested in them doing. And it kind of derives from the uh, wisdom, the practical wisdom that uh, the one-time Senate Majority Leader Everett Dirksen was fond of uh, intoning that when I feel the heat, I see the light. And uh, yeah. try to make it so that they can see the light uh, very clearly, and that's accomplished by heat. Mm-hmm. And the heat comes from members uh, uh, and voters in their districts uh, uh, getting in touch with them and saying, this is what we want you to do, this is what we don't want you to do. Mm-hmm. And it uh, it does make a difference, because when they know that we know, mm-hmm. and that uh, there's the we is a large number, uh, that really helps make the right decision. Yes. Yes. And for my Christian friends out there, Jesus did say, I'll let you quote it, uh, Larry. <laughs> um, if, if you don't have a sword. <laughs> oh, yeah. If, if you don't have a sword, go and get one. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and sell your cloak even. And in those right. days, the cloak might have been the only principal possession somebody had. It would be his uh, way of staying warm at night. Mm-hmm. He'd wrap himself up in that cloak. So uh, that was not to be taken lightly. That was a very serious uh, matter that the Lord was discussing. Right. So uh, you can go to gunowners.org and you can sign up for free uh, to get these email alerts that then enable you to, in effect, be an armchair lobbyist. And it probably takes about 30 seconds every time something comes up. Yeah, yeah. Easy and effective. Right. And for those of you out there who have not heard me go on about the five P's, okay, that you're supposed to be the prophet, the pastor, the provider, and what? The protector of your family. And you protect them. uh, A lot of times you're protecting them uh, spiritually by being that godly presence in their life. But there may be times, uh, Brother Larry, when you have to protect them physically. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Even yeah. if uh, you're thir- um, uh, twenty, a lot of money twenty for seconds the cops. too. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do while you're waiting for the cops to come? Exactly, exactly. Well, God bless you, brother, and you have a very, very blessed Christmas. And uh, you know, we'll talk soon. Well, same to you and yours. Uh, thank you so much for letting me be with you today. Okay. All right. Take care now. Bye bye. All right, Virginia, that was Larry Pratt, uh, president of... Where is the best news and talk? AM 820, WNTW Chester is the answer.